Welcome, and thank you for streaming this sermon. At Heritage Baptist Church, we believe that the Word of God and the Gospel of Jesus can truly change lives. So it is our hope and prayer that this service stirs up your affection for Christ and helps you to draw closer to Him. For more information, please visit hbchazlett.org. And he has various ways to do so. And I'm thankful there is deliverance or there is freedom. There is release from that. There's a door out. How do I get out? Well, if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I'm thankful he's made a way out. Simply go to him, humble ourselves before him, and turn from our wicked ways, and he will let us out. Uh, I just, you know, the, the children of Israel murmured and complained and did a lot of good. Sometimes we like to just murmur and complain instead of humbling ourselves before the Lord and saying, Lord, Lord where have I messed up? Lord, I'm sorry. And boy, he, he makes a way out. And the last one here is the prison house of the grave. Jesus said in John 11, which we've already covered, I am the resurrection and the life. I am the resurrection and the life. I'm thankful that we receive life through the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the door. He is the door not only to uh, release from these prison house of sin and tradition and correction, but He is one who releases us and is the door to the green pastures. Look there again, it says there in verse 9, I am the door by any man if he enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Pasture. Grass that nourisheth. And sustains. Again, you're thinking about the analogy here is the shepherd leading his sheep to green pastures. We think about Psalm 23. He said, I'll make thee to lie down by green pastures. He is the one who nourishes us. He's the one who sustains us. He's the door to nourishment. Listen, how, how do we as Christians receive nourishment? How do we as Christians receive food for our soul through the Bible. Amen. I mentioned a couple of others today who, who've been back in church here in the last few weeks, and maybe and there's some here this morning who's your first time back since the pandemic. And I know we can watch online, and there's various places in which we can be nourished, but there's nothing like coming to church and hearing the preaching of the Word of God uh, in person from myself or Brother Wiggins, whomever it may be. It nourishes that the soul. It encourages us. Jesus Christ is the door to green pastures. Through the Word of God, through the preaching of the Word of God, through praying, through singing. I love the choir song this morning. Boy, it stirred my soul. It nourisheth me. Fed me. Listen, we, we all need nourishing. It's the Lord Jesus Christ who feeds the flock. It's the Lord who supplies all of our needs. He supplies our relational need. There are some here in the auditorium this morning who needs, whose needs are relational. Maybe there's a marital issue or there's a problem with, with your kids and the relationship with your ki children or maybe a boss situation. Whatever relational need you have, Jesus will meet that need. He's promised to. In other words, Jesus Christ is the door to the promises of God. 
And he's promised to supply all of our needs. And he'll supply that relational need you have this morning, whatever it may be. There's some here hurting today. There's some here today who are hurting. God will supply your emotional needs. I'm thankful God heard the cry of Israel when they were in bondage. When they were in bondage, he, he, they cried unto him. And he, the Bible says he heard their cry. He hears us when we cry out to him. And he'll, he'll meet that emotional need in your life. Some here today may be depressed and discouraged. The Bible says he'll meet that need. He's promised to. By the way, he can't break a promise. He's the door to the promises of God. He'll meet the relational need, the emotional need. He'll meet your physical needs. I'm thankful I've never gone hungry. I'm thankful he supplied all my physical needs and more than I needed. It is evident that he supplies more than I need. I couldn't button my top collar this morning. Top button on my collar. It's, it's bad. He supplies our physical needs in abundance in America. We are so blessed. So blessed. He'll supply that physical need when you're in the hospital too. When your body's aching and God will supply the physical need that you have. And then God will supply your spiritual needs. Your most important need is your spiritual need. That supplying of that spiritual need, that life abundant. Look there, verse 10 again, at the very end, the end of the verse. I am come that they might have life. I'm thankful I have life in the Lord Jesus Christ. And this is repeated throughout nearly all the I am's. You'll see the I am, the resurrection, and the life. I am the bread of life. He is life. He gives us life, not just physical life, but he gives us spiritual life. I'm thankful that ye who were dead and trespasses and sins hath he quickened, he made us alive. Gave us spiritual life. Gave us a new life. But he said also he came to give us abundant life. And I know this seems like old hat. And we say it a lot. But can it come, it needs to become real in our lives. God did not, meant, God did not mean for us to endure life. He meant for us to enjoy it. Life was not meant to be endured, it was meant to be enjoyed. And you as a Christian, above all else, should enjoy life. You should have that joy unspeakable and full of glory. We'll say, preacher, what is this abundant life? And we've repeated this over and over again. Some, some people call it the spirit-filled life, the abundant life, the life of rest. Whatever you want to categorize it as, but Jesus here says he calls it abundant life. And what the life abundant is the life of peace. Right? Peace with God and the peace of God. It's a life of purpose. I'm thankful I have purpose in life. God gave me purpose. There are a lot of people wandering around today with no purpose. By the way, they're discouraged because they have no purpose. I'm thankful I've been given a purpose, and that is to glorify God and fellowship with Him forever. And then I have a, a guidance to guide me, to lead me in the direction He had me to go in my own personal life, the will of God for my life. He's given me purpose. I'm glad I believe I'm living within His purpose. He's given us peace. That abundant life is a life of peace, and it's a life of purpose. It's a life of destiny. I know where I'm going when I die. Man, I'm thankful I know. I know when I lay my head down at night on my pillow, if I was to have a heart attack and die, I'd know exactly where I would be. I would be, in the, be with the Lord. Amen. Abundant life, a life of peace, a life of joy, even in adversity. A life without fear. I think if I could live a life without fear. He said, preacher, you never fear anything. No, I, 
fear of maybe not getting to go to Lonesome Spur after church today. I have fear. I don't fear death, though. I don't fear death. Amen. Christian, you shouldn't fear death. Amen. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. I don't fear death. I maybe fear how I'm going to die, but I don't fear death. All you can do is threaten me with death. All you can do is threaten me with heaven. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm thankful when the trumpet sounds. I'm out of here. Dead in Christ shall rise first, then we which are alive and remain will be caught up, raptured up to meet him in the air. That abundant life. This door provides for us the promises of God. Jesus Christ is the door. It's a door into the presence of God. Jesus Christ is the door into the presence of God. Ephesians 2.18 says, For through him, through Christ, we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. The Bible says that Christ is our mediator between God and man. He is the advocate. He's the intercessor. He's the intercessor. It is Jesus Christ who brought God and man together. When I was born into this world and when you were born in this world, you were born in enmity with God. You were born separated from God. But Jesus Christ bridged the chasm. Jesus, Jesus Christ bridged the gap between God and man and reconciled God and man together. How? Through his life, his death, and his resurrection. The gospel, the good news. And through that life, through that death, through that resurrection, we are brought nigh unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. We become a child of God and we put our trust in, in Jesus Christ and his life, his death, and his resurrection. He is the door into the presence of God. Are you saved this morning? Do you know Jesus as your Savior? We know him through, as our Savior through Jesus Christ. We know God through our Savior, Jesus Christ. When Jesus rose from the dead, the temple curtain was torn in two, was torn from top to bottom. That curtain that divided the holy place from the holy of holies. That holy of holy place where the Ark of the Covenant sat and the mercy seat sat is the place that the high priest went into once a year and only once a year and only a high priest could go in. But when Jesus rose from the dead, that curtain was torn in two. No longer division, no longer separation between God and man. No longer could just the high priest go in and meet with God. No, we all have access to God. If you're saved this morning, you can come boldly before the throne of grace. You don't have to go through someone. You don't have to go through someone that's sitting in a little booth or whatever the case is. You don't have to come to my office to get to God. No, you can go to God directly, boldly before the throne of grace and ask help and grace in the time of need. Listen, we have a door by way of Jesus Christ. He is the mediator. He is the advocate. He's the intercessor. To illustrate this, we have the ark. Moses built the ark and it had one door. And seven days before it started raining, God said, come into the ark. And Moses and his wife and his three sons and their three wives came into the ark and God shut the door. There was one door into the ark. God shut the door. Seven days later, it started raining. I have no doubt. By the way, the Bible says they'd never seen rain before. They'd been making fun of Noah. They'd been cheering at him and ridiculing him, saying, oh, it's not, what is this rain stuff? And what is this judgment of God stuff? No, but when it started raining, I think they became very sober. And I believe they would go up to the ark and bang on that wooden ark and say, let us in, let us in. It's too late. The one door had been shut and been shut by God. And this is old Tommy Baptist preaching, but I'm telling you, the wrath of God's coming. 
And we do reap what we sow. And I'm telling you, unless you're in the ark, unless you're safe in Christ, you will face the wrath of God for your sins. We must all get in the ark. We must go through the door of Jesus Christ. He's the one door. He's the only door. I know that's not politically correct either, but that's what the Bible says. There's only one door. One door. I, Jesus said, I am not a way. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. I'm so thankful we have a great shepherd, a chief shepherd, a good shepherd, who has made a way, a door, for us to have eternal life. By the way, once Moses shut the door, they were secure in there, Moses. Once Noah shut the door, they were secure in there. I'm glad that once I'm in the sheepfold, I can't get out. I'm safe in Christ. Look at John chapter 10, just a few paragraphs over there. Look at verse 27. John 10 verse 27 says, My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I am I and my Father are one. No man's able to pluck us out of the hand of God. We are safe in Christ. Christ is the door. He is the living door. A door to life. A, di- a, a door to life abundant. A life of peace and contentment. A, a life without fear. He's a strong door. In your home, most of you will have a front door that's pretty solid, but you go around to your uh, other doors in your bedrooms, uh, most of them are hollow core doors. I won't go into the stories about what I told my kids growing up. I've given you that illustration a hundred times, but in this, in this building, we have fire-rated doors. Most of these doors are either one-hour rated or two-hour rated. And that is, if they're closed, it takes one hour or two hours for them to burn. Just as a, just as a thought, just a reminder, if you didn't know this, it's, it's really... It's better for you in, at your home when you go to bed to make sure all the doors are shut, especially the bedroom doors of your children. You say, well, I want to be able to... No, I'm telling you, if there's a fire in the house, you'll want that door shut. It makes a huge difference. I've seen the videos and, and uh, you know, the videos of the, a house that's burned. And it's amazing how if the door's shut, sometimes that room is not even hardly touched by the fire. But if that, but that door's open, man, it just burns that, that room down. I'm thankful that Christ Jesus, my Lord, is a strong door. They say in the Bible, it talks about Solomon's temple when he finished it, that it took 20 men to operate the doors of the temple, that they employed 20 men to open and close the temple doors. That's some big doors. I'm thankful that our Lord is strong. I'm thankful the doors are open to all. In other words, he is a door that's open to all. All have access. God is no respecter of persons. Amen? All can come to him. He will receive all. And again, he's the only door. Neither is there salvation in the other. He said, I am the way. Hope again this morning you know you're saved. Have you entered into the door? Look at verse 9. I am the door by any man if enter in, he shall be saved. He shall be saved. Are you saved this morning? And then it says he shall go in and out, speaking of our liberty in Christ. And then... He shall find pastors. Christian, this morning, are you at rest? Are you content? Are you, are you peace, at peace this morning? Are you experiencing that abundant life? Do you realize what you have in Christ as by way of the door? I'm thankful this morning 
that he is the resurrection and the life. I've been given new life in him. I'm thankful that he is the light of the world, that I, that I have a new path. I'm thankful this morning that he is the bread of life. I have new food. I'm thankful this morning he is the door. I have new pastures. Pastures and grass of contentment. Thankful I can have confidence in the door. The Lord Jesus Christ. What a mighty, what a wonderful door he is. Let's all stand. On behalf of our church and staff, thank you for listening to this sermon. For more sermons and more information about our church, please visit hbchazlett.org.